The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Kia ora and welcome to First. My name's Jane Yee and each week I'll be talking to a different guest about some of their firsts. We've got comedians, politicians, musicians, actors and more. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. This week, I'm talking to musician Thea. Are you all ready to go? I quite ready, <laughs> How are you feeling? Paiana, tino pai. Irangi karia no aukia, whakawhiti pātai pēnei tēnei. No reira, he iti te awanga wanga i roto nei. Irangi he pai. Can you tell us about the first time you played an online set? COVID-19. Like there was honestly, it got to the point where there was like about three a week, but it was so cool. Like it was amazing. It meant that I was able to be like performing in LA with Pussy Riot, which I would never get to do. Who's the first big international act you opened for? I want to say Sia. And then that was a really stacked lineup. It was so cool. It was like um, Mo, Charlie XCX, Sia. And then we all went to Family Bar afterwards. It was good. What happened at Family Bar? Karaoke. <laughs> What's your first memory? Oh my gosh, I don't know. Like, I mean, I I have really strong memories of being in kindy, and they're mostly like food related. But then the the more like traumatic memories are like I used to flip out when I was little whenever I would hear Mr. Whippy and I would like cradle myself. It's like caught on video and everything. It's really crazy. So even now I like still like it's a problematic relationship if I hear Mr. Whippy now. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> that's probably one of my first memories. Who is capturing your trauma on video? I know, I know. Well, you gotta wonder, mum and dad. Love it. <laughs> What's the first time you wrote a song in Tereo? The first time would have been in 2013. And it wasn't happy. It was like, it was very sad. It was after the death of my best friend. Her name was Tsihema. She's so beautiful. We were only like 18. And so there was like a bunch of like all these really heavy feelings, to be honest. I ended up just writing a song and that was really amazing and, and very healing. And it was called Angel Eyes and it had probably the verse, the pre-chorus and the bridge was all in the deal. Mm. What was the first time you realised you really wanted to lean into Māori studies? Okay, to be honest, probably when I was, so when I was seven years old, I pretty much relegated my dad into taking me, this is in Ōtautahi, taking me from Hunhei all the way down to Wainoni, uh, where um, all my Māori whānau lived, to take me to kapahaka lessons, and that would be like a weekly thing. And all of the lessons, shout out, te kotahitanga, were all in te reo, and very, very hardcore. And um, yeah, so that was probably like my self-inauguration into going hearty for te ao Māori and the reo and awaiata and everything combined, yeah. What was your first conscious fashion decision? My first day of school, I rocked up 
in a lion mask and I got on all fours and I charged through that classroom and everyone was weirded out. But yeah, that was like, I know it's not like clothes per se, but it was definitely like the utilization of aesthetic to make a point. <laughs> Who's your first favorite musician? In Thao Pākehā, Amy Winehouse always has been. Valerie, um, her cover of Valerie was the first song that I ever kind of like performed live when I was like in my tweens. And in Thao Māori, um, I would say Tsuiteka and Dennis Marsh because um, that was what my nanny like, you know, would religiously play on loop. So I know they're like both ends of the spectrum, but yeah, they're definitely my faves. What was your first job? My first job was when I was 12 years old and it was at my favourite place in the world at that time, Heathcote Valley Riding School. Um, and my mahi there was as a little bubba because we didn't have, my whanau did not have the money to send me to riding lessons like every single week. And so, but I would rather just be there and do like all the hard jobs than not right at all. So I would pretty much just um, tack up other people's ponies and then um, we did this deal where <laughs> I'm still like, I was 12, um, but uh, we did this deal where I would take people on farm rides for either half an hour or an hour and then I would get half of the money and then I would use that to just like go to the dairy and get like sugar high and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely some of my fondest memories because I really struggled at school and I just felt so safe there and the animal therapy and all of, you know, the camaraderie there. I still go past there now. Um, my favourite horse is called Molly, and as far as I know, she is still living and breathing. I love that. That's a really cool first job. <laughs> Do you remember your first experience with a horse? I think, well, it was my first ride there, and I would have been eight years old. It was really beautiful, and I just kind of like as obsessively read any literature I could on horses. It, it just drove my whānau mad. And even like they had multiple instances where at school the teachers were like in the creative writing section, they're like, she needs to branch out. Like all she's doing is writing about horses and ponies. Like it's getting, like, is there another passion? No, there was not. So uh, that was my first instance, yes. What's the first thing you collected? I mean, horse memorabilia. <laughs> um, I also, I loved, I loved crystals and I loved feathers. And when I um, would go to beaches or anything, I would just like collect um, shells and then ride on them, like where they came from as well. So, uh, and then I went through a phase where it was like just all books. And then it was like all, um, however, like all different color poi that I could get. Um, yeah, so. Lots of collections. <laughs> She's obsessive. <laughs> Tell me about the first album you ever spent your own money on. My favorite record compilation of all time, Charlie's Angels Full Throttle Soundtrack. Loved it, memorized every single song on there. Like honestly the best. And the coolest, like it, it's literally everything from Bowie to Donna Summer to Beach Boys to Pink to Pharrell. Like it was honestly like the musical education that I believe every child in the 2000s needed. Um, so that was my first uh, record that I purchased out of my own pocket money and I think I would have been eight or nine. Um, what's the first Tereo you remember becoming popular in the mainstream? Well, it's really hard because I feel like I knew of the songs but they were like 20 years before my time. 
So the songs that I knew that had been passed on to me by like my nanny that had really blown up was um, Eipo um, by, uh, you know, Matsua Prince Tsuiteka and Poie, of course. Um, but Eipo, I just adored. Um, and then in my time when I was growing up, there wasn't really anything, to be honest, that hit that same just adoration in Pākehā, New Zealand. Um, so I hope to see that again. Something I'm really passionate about is exactly that. It's like there is no shortage of Māori music. Like we are a musical people. We have been making music for hundreds of years and it's good music. Like it's really good. And the issue is that the people in power who choose the songs that are, you know, broadcast on radio are mostly non-Māori and they are men. And if they were to choose any of those songs and then give them the same kind of respect and push that non-Māori songs are given, like we would have literally another Apo, another Poye, like top 10 hits, you know? Just play Māori music, because um, it's really, really good. There is no shortage of it. I mean, it's interesting, isn't it, that all those years ago, mm. there was more representation mm. in like commercial music for mm. Te than there is now. Yeah, I know, it kind of blows my mind. The only thing I can put it down to, and like, I don't know, I'm like, I'm, I'm just me, but is the fact that there wasn't as much on radio potentially back then of the international music, so therefore there was like potentially a bigger pool of New Zealand music. I don't know, but yeah, those are incredible moments, I would say, for Māori music. Tell me about your first celebrity crush. Melanie Linsky, Heavenly Creatures. And then her and Ever After. Pretty much Melanie Linsky in anything, to be honest. She was my girl. In primary school, that was as well, so... You watched Heavenly Creatures in primary I, I school, know. bold. My parents did not know. I think the cover on the video did not show what was going to happen. <laughs> and that was, you know, yeah. <laughs> it was great. What's the first song you knew all the words to? Probably just a Kapahaka song or Baby Baby by Amy Grant. It's my mum's favourite record, so that got played a lot. <laughs> Um, what's your, what was your first favourite website? Um, Neopets. Do you remember that? Yeah. I loved it. Tell Just us. making the pets was my thing and I loved naming them as well. Like, um, even though I was in primary school, just, you know, um, do you remember the news article? I really connected with this baby girl called um, Kahurotete when she got she got kidnapped and then she got found, which was amazing. So I called my first neopet Kahurotete. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's so random, mate, but I was like, I loved that name. I didn't really understand, like, what was going on, but I saw her. I loved the name. Kahu have always been very, very special to me. Like, now even my Reo Māori project is called Te Kahu, named after my nanny. So I guess that's why... I was like really into that name. Um, can you just give us an explanation of what Neopets is for the uninitiated? So Neopets is like this wild, amazing site where sort of like Tamagotchi, but where you got to choose like a really cool mythical creature, sort of like Pokemon. I'm like going through like all the anime. Um, and then you would just look after it, feed it, name it, pet it, like all of those things. Yeah, pretty much like every child in like the 2000s had a Neopet or several of them. If you didn't feed it, you forgot to water it. Yes. What happened? It would die. <laughs> it, was a, it was a tough lesson to learn. 
You've been listening to First, brought to you by the Spin-Off Podcast Network and Hexwork Productions. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you get new episodes as soon as they're released. And if you'd like to watch the video series of First, visit the Spin-Off TV on YouTube. First was made with the support of New Zealand On Air. Kia ora e te iwi, te Butler here, podcast manager at The Spin-Off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spin-Off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.